Here. Mr. Murphy? Here. Ms. Shelton? Here. Dr. Newman? Here. Mr. Fraley? Here. We do have a quorum. Thank you, Lenny. Uh, we'll proceed with our continued agenda. All right. We have a request to take continued item number one, um, Ben and Victor uh, development for the following applications at 5900 Northampton Boulevard. A's amendment to the future land use designation in the general plan, Plan Norfolk 2030, from office to commercial. B is a rezoning from 01 office district to conditional C3 retail sale dis district. Second application by them is a special exception to permit alternative signage at 5900 Northampton Boulevard. The request is to withdraw those two applications. The uh, next consideration before we take up the regular agenda is regular item number two by the City Planning Commission for a text amendment to Table 593, Single Family Detached Dwelling Form Standards, and Table 6.4.3, Single Family Detached Dwelling Form Standards, Non-Conforming Zoning Lots of the City Zoning Ordinance to Prohibit front-loaded attached garages and regulate the location of detached garages in the traditional character district. The motion will be to continue that item to the March. So the motion before you is to accept the withdrawals as requested and to continue the noted item until the public hearing to be held on Thursday, March 22nd, 2018 at 2.30 p.m. in the City Council Chambers, 11th floor City Hall building, Norfolk, Virginia. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Halchins? Yes. Mr. Murphy? Aye. Ms. Shelton? Yes. Dr. Newman? Yes. And Mr. Fraley? Aye. All right. We will now turn to our regular agenda. This is item number one, City Planning Commission for a text amendment to the City Zoning Ordinance to require a conditional use permit for the development of 25 or more multifamily dwelling units in the following zoning districts. The multifamily neighborhood scale, known as NF-NS. The multifamily apartment complex, known as NFAC. The multifamily high-rise, NFHR. Uh, the neighborhood commercial, known as CN. Community commercial, known as CC. Regional Commercial CR and G1, the Granby Monticello <coughs> Corridor Mixed Use District. The, um, the item is essentially uh, a text amendment so that henceforth, if this is adopted, um, the purpose would be that anyone developing 25 or more units will require a special A. Mr. Sharp. <laughs> Susan, where's the bowl? <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Chairman. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Chairman. So just to, to give the quick background on this, the 1992 zoning ordinance uh, in most cases requires a um, conditional use, ah, a special exception for a, um, see, I'm already, I'm already getting the lingo down, a special exception for any multifamily development with seven or more units. The, when we developed the, the 2018 zoning ordinance, uh, we took that out, we took that requirement out, uh, thinking that we were putting enough development and form standards that we would, um, we would really get the desired result out of our multifamily, that we didn't need the, um, the, the special exception. Now would be a conditional use for permit requirement um, for large-scale multifamily. 
as we've gotten closer and we've had some conversations with regards to um, affordable housing and inclusionary housing into our new apartment, our new multifamily communities, and just the idea that um, our neighborhoods probably would like to have um, some notification of these large-scale uh, multifamily uses coming in 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 their communities. Um, we we propose to put in a, a requirement that would be at anything uh, more than 25 units would require a conditional use permit in the listed zoning districts. Uh, that, so that does move it a little closer um, to being a little easier to develop multifamily, which is part of the goal, but it also keeps um, that neighborhood review and um, gives us a, the ability to, to really look for some of the other um, big picture things that we want to make sure we include. So that's the request. Mm -hmm. Uh, j just a, a question. Uh, how did we arrive at 25? 25, um, when we looked at inclusionary housing, when you do a percent of, and I'm going to get this wrong with the math, but when you do a, a, a essentially a 5%, if you do a 25 unit and you have 5%, you can get to, they get you to one unit. Really anything smaller than that, if you're going to do an inclusionary housing policy, um, would get you um, less than one unit. And so 25 was a nice number for that. It was also just a nice number for the, the you, we typically have the cutoff or we think we'll have the cutoff between really small buildings, the mansion apartment complex concept, and then most of the things that we're seeing large scale are, are 100 plus units. So we thought 25 was a nice uh, area because we don't usually see anything in that lower range, but it's just a, it's it's just a number that we chose. The twenty five appears to be a good cutoff to make sure we get a, at least a few inclusionary units. That's what we thought. All right. Any other questions of Jeremy? Comment, Mr. Newcomb. The motion is to recommend that the zoning text amendment be approved. Miss Austin. Yes. Mr. Houchins? Aye. Mr. Murphy? Aye. Ms. Shelton? Yes. Um, Dr. Newman? Aye. And Mr. Fraley? Aye. Thank you, Jeremy. Looking forward to see how that unfolds. All right. We are going to move now to item three. number three, which is um, the city of Norfolk for a change of zoning from Downtown Arts and Design D-AD District to Open Space and Preservation, OSP, on properties located at 134 through 142 West Alney Road. The purpose is to preserve the property in the Neon District as open space. Thank you, Lenny. Paul? Hi. Um, this is a rezoning request uh, by the City of Norfolk for a property at 134 West Olney Road. It's a piece of property currently owned by the City of Norfolk. Uh, located in the Arts District. Uh, it's zoned, it's currently zoned uh, Downtown Arts and Design. The request is to rezone it to OSP, Open Space and Preservation. Uh, the site's currently uh, vacant uh, and it experiences flooding. It's in the flood zone currently and there is a overall lack of open and park space in, in the Arts District. So the request is that um, we rezone it and, and designate it for open yeah, no. space or a park um, and also prevent any uh, additional development from going on this site due to the flooding. Mm -hmm. And staff recommends approval. Uh, Paula, mm -hmm. uh, I read in the application, at least the staff report, 
indicating that uh, there would be some effort to, I'll just use the word harness, stormwater runoff on this site. Are there any plans for that, really? Uh, currently, there aren't any specific plans. The site has already, they've done some improvements along the frontage already with some, some rain gardens, some water retention along the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. um, the, the piece of art that's there is actually demonstrating the relationship between Norfolk and water and sea level rise. There's a piece of public art, so to continue that philosophy with the rest of the site. Yes. I apropos a site that floods uh, be representative of sea level rise. <laughs> yes. It's underwater, okay. yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, what can we expect there in the short term going forward, Susan, at the site itself in terms of what it looks like? Um, I know there's momentum underway with the, the Neon District um, Committee, the Arts Committee up there working with Downtown Norfolk uh, Council DNC, um, uh, taking a look at that site. They've already had two design charrettes as to putting open space in a park on that site. Mm -hmm. So I think it's coming down to pursuing funding, perhaps. Mm -hmm. oh. yeah. yeah, Hard to plan to do something without the funds to do it. Correct. Thank you. Any questions on Ms. Shea? Uh, Paula, who's going to maintain the site, Arpos or DNC? I am not aware of That's that. Okay. Yeah. okay, I'll ask DNC. Thank you. Or the better question is, is anyone going to? That's another way of asking that question. Yeah. <laughs> Any other questions? Thank you, Paula. Thank you. Mr. Newcomb. Yes, the motion before you is to recommend that the change of zoning be approved. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Houchins? Aye. Mr. Murphy? Aye. Ms. Shelton? Yes. Dr. Newman? Aye. And Mr. Fraley? Yeah, in a landlocked city, it's good to come on a little bit of open space, and it's probably very appropriate in our arts district. So uh, I vote aye and look forward to what evolves there. Very good. We will move to item four, Dollar General, for a change of zoning to modify the property conditions of a property uh, zone conditional CC community commercial and located at 3350 Chesapeake Boulevard, 33 through 23, I'm sorry, 3323 through 3327 Kansas Avenue and property located on the east side of Illinois Avenue. Matt. All right. Um, I believe that the uh, applicant is going to continue the item, um, but I do have someone for, here from the public. So for the benefit of the public and the commission, I'll do a brief presentation and answer any questions that you have. Um, so this is for the uh, Dollar General, and it's a request for a conditional rezoning to alter the uh, proffers that are attached to the site. This is the site located on the southeast corner of Robin Hood Road and Chesapeake Boulevard um, near the intersection of the East Fairmont and the Estabrook and Fairmont Park Civic Leagues, and the application is to construct a new Dollar General on the site. And a little bit of history, um, in 1999, the uh, property was rezoned uh, in order to allow for the existing uh, gas station convenience store to accommodate an expansion on the property. Um, they, the, the act, actually, the property was never expanded, and that project didn't go through. And later on in 2016, the establishment was abandoned and um, demolished. So now we have a, a blank site. And, uh, and now the applicant is coming in to amend the proffers, which re originally restricted the use of the site specifically to the gas station and convenience store use. 
And here's a look at the conceptual site plan uh, that's been submitted by uh, Dollar General. And this would be a, a proffered site plan. So what you see here would be uh, a proffer of the approval if it is approved. And then um, here's a look at some elevations that were submitted. Uh, in working with the uh, Fairmont Park Civic League, um, there were discussions on the elevation. The Fairmont Park Civic League did send in a, a letter of conditional approval um, stating that they would extend their support to the project if the uh, developer agreed to proffer that the building would be reviewed and approved through the city's architectural review board, through that design review process. Um, so the applicant has proffered that, and that is in the, um, in the proffered conditions in the packet. And that being said, um, I do have uh, some letters of opposition that are also in your packet from residents of the uh, Estabrook and East Fairmont communities. And then again, I believe that there's um, someone here to speak from the East Fairmont Coleman Place uh, community. Stand by for any questions on that. Thanks, Matt. Um, any questions on Mr. Simon, commissioners? Thanks, Matt. All right, staff does recommend approval of the um, project as proposed with the proffers as amended in your packet. Thanks, Matt. Mm -hmm. uh, Chair would like to acknowledge the following people in favor of this application but do not wish to speak. Jody Bland. Robert Barkley, Steve Blevins, and I said they do not wish to speak. Actually, they will speak if we have any questions. Uh, and uh, here against his application, Mr. Fred Gallup. Mr. Fraley, Mr. Newham, commissioners. My name is Fred Gallup. I'm the uh, second vice president of Estabrook Coleman Place Civic League. Uh, we was kind of blindsided. Fred, give us your mailing address if you would. 2432 Wyoming Avenue, Norfolk 23513. We was kind of blindsided. Uh, uh, we heard a rumor that there was going to be a Dollar General over there. And Tuesday night, we hadn't heard anything else. Our president is out of the country, so if she knew anything about it, she didn't say. But we was blindsided there Tuesday night by the gentleman that showed up at the Civic League meeting. Well, we haven't had a chance to discuss it. Uh, we would like to have a continuance on this so we can have a, a board meeting this Tuesday night to discuss it. So what we're asking for is a continuance uh, so we can further discuss it. So Appreciate that, Fred. We'll take that under advisement. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, any question or comment, commissioners? Uh, I think that uh, at this point, uh, I did receive some, a request earlier today from City Councilman for Ward 3, um, uh, Councilman Mamie Johnson. She asked pretty much what Fred just asked, if we would continue this application until such time as she can be assured that at least all the uh, residential parties and other parties that are adjacent and around this particular uh, site and application will have an opportunity to hear everything that needs to be heard and ask whatever questions. Uh, so uh, with that, I, I think it might be appropriate if we might consider that in light of circumstances that we've been hearing with, from the community and all the letters of opposition. Chair, we entertain a motion if anyone is of a mind. Is that okay with the applicant as well? Is the applicant open to a continuance? <clears throat> Thanks, Dan. Jody Bland, Par 5 Development. Uh, 
It's the Black Embassy mailing address, uh, if you will. Uh, it is uh, 25 Tamarisk Lane, Pinehurst, North Carolina, uh, 28374. Welcome to God's country. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Come down. We had a meeting Tuesday night. Um, we thought it went well. We thought we answered every, everyone's questions. Obviously, we didn't. We're, we're happy to go back. So we, we welcome the opportunity to go back and meet them again. So. Much appreciated. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you. So it is your request to accept it, to yes. request a continuance. Yes. Thank you. The uh, motions continue the item to the public hearing to be held on Thursday, March 22nd, 2018 at 2.30 p.m. in the City Council Chambers, 11th floor, City Hall Building, Norfolk, Virginia. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Houchins? Aye. Mr. Murphy? Aye. Ms. Shelton? Yes. Dr. Newman? Aye. Mr. Fraley? Aye. Look forward to hearing that next month. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Now we move to item number five, Elegant Affairs for a conditional use permit for the following activities at 93, 930, I'm sorry, North Military Highway. A is a banquet hall. B is live entertainment. C is sale of alcoholic beverages for on-premise consumption. And D is to operate past the hours of 12 midnight. Purposes to allow the existing to allow the existing banquet hall to serve alcoholic beverages for on-premise consumption and serve food and alcohol beyond midnight. Bad. All right. So this um, site is located on the east side of North Military Highway, um, sort of at the intersection of North Military and Virginia Beach Boulevard. It's the out parcel of the Military Circle Mall sh um, Shopping Center, and the proposal is for the um, items as Lenny presented. And looking at the site, the site is zone CR, which does permit all of the requests uh, with the conditional use permit. And then these, this is a list of the different operational elements um, that would be uh, available to be um, leased as a banquet hall from 7 a.m. to 2 a.m., seven days a week. And then uh, would be permitted to have alcohol in the facility from 11 till 2 a.m. Monday through Saturday and noon to 2 a.m. on Sunday. And then the um, capacity the uh, establishment is willing to install a sprinkler system uh, within 18 months, uh, which would uh, increase the available capacity in the, at the site from 99 total capacity to 187 total capacity. Um, and so for the time being, they're going to operate at a reduced level at 99 and then um, would come in for the building permits to actually install the sprinkler system. And then this ordinance would allow them at that point to expand to a 187 total capacity. And the entertainment options are a five-member live band, karaoke, comedian, poetry reading, and a disc jockey. Matt, um, do they have to come back before us uh, to go from the 99 to the 187 after they get the sprinkler system installed? Uh, or is that an automatic no, transition? The, the way that the conditions have been drafted, uh, we're, we've already done the code summary to know what that capacity would be if the sprinkler system is installed, and that's, that, that is 187. So if you guys are comfortable with that number, um, then the condition is drafted in a way that they would not have to come all the way through the process again. They would just install the sprinkler system and then could operate at the 187 capacity. Yep. And with that, staff does recommend approval of the request. Thank you. Any questions of Mr. Simon Commissioners or comment? I do have one question. Is, is there some time restriction that is being given to allow for the sprinkler system or? Yes, eight, 18 months from the effective date of when the ordinance is adopted by City Council. That would be the, um, after that, if, if nothing's done, the um, special exception would be void. 
it would be no longer an active special exception or expired. Which means then they would have to stay at 99. No, they would not be able to operate. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right, sure. Good deal. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good deal. Any other questions? Thanks, Matt. All right. Uh, Chair acknowledges uh, Grady Palmer. Good evening, Chairman, members of the Commission. My name is Grady Palmer. I'm here. I'm an attorney. I'm here on behalf of uh, the owners of the property. These are the owners, the same owners that own Nawab. Uh, this parcel became available in 2014, so the owners of Nawab purchased this property. So we appreciate staff working with us while we repurpose uh, this, this property for uh, a much better use. So we hope that it will contribute uh, successfully to the city. Thank you. I'll stand by for any questions. Thank you, Mr. Palmer. Any questions or comment, Commissioners? Thanks, Grady. Thanks for coming, Grady. Mr. Newcomb. Uh, the uh, motion before you is to recommend that the special exception for the following uses, banquet hall, live entertainment, sale of alcoholic beverages on premise, and to operate after 12 a.m. be approved subject to conditions contained in the staff report. <coughs> Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Alchins? Aye. Mr. Murphy? Aye. Ms. Shelton? Yes. Dr. Newman? Aye. Mr. Frederick? Aye. We'll make that recommendation to council. Good luck. Thank you. All right. Item six. Number six. City of Norfolk for the closing, vacating, and discontinuing of a portion of public right-of-way known as Harper Street from the southern line of Woolsey Street to the northern line of Bruce Street. Mr. Simon. Okay. This should be real quick. Um, this is a street closure request, and it's a paper street located in the Fox Hall neighborhood. Um, this is between Souls Point Road to your west and then Azalea Garden Road uh, to your east. And it's a, a hardly noticeable paper street. Um, you would think that it's someone's yard today if you drove by it. The request is to close that. All right. Staff recommends approval. Thank you, Mr. Simon. Any questions of Matt? Chair would like to acknowledge Kimberly Hill the applicant, Ms. Hill, you wish to share anything with us? You're not obligated to, Ms. Hill. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Lenny. Uh, the motions to recommend that the street be closed subject to the attention of any necessary easements. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Houchins? Aye. Mr. Murphy? Aye. Ms. Shelton? Yes. Dr. Newman? Aye. And Mr. Fraley? Aye. We'll make that recommendation to council. Good luck. Thanks for coming. Thank you. All right. Uh, item two, new business. Adoption of the CPC annual report. Mr. Jeremy Shaw. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I'll be real quick. Um, So you all received a, a month ago or two weeks ago, actually, a draft of the um, 2017 annual report. So we've gone through this with you once, but we wanted to just summarize it again real quick. This is um, something that we've been doing since 2011. We had done them in years prior, but we restarted the annual report process in 2011. Um, so this is the seventh time we've done this. So we've now, now got some pretty good data. Um, Just in summary, in 2017, Planning Commission met 23 times. 
um, held 13 public hearings, including there aren't there aren't 13 months. There's only 12 months, but you held a special public hearing for the zoning ordinance. Uh, it's unusual to have 13 in a year. Um, and in 2017, the city received 141 uh, planning commission applications, planning and zoning applications, uh, what you typically hear, and uh, 64 ARB applications, which you hear a portion of. That, that 141 uh, planning and zoning applications is actually the lowest number we've received um, since 2009. It was, a, it was a pretty precipitous drop over the, 20, the 212 in 2016. We're not sure exactly why that was the case. The bulk of the drop was in, um, in the special exception numbers. Not quite sure why they dropped. Um, we don't really see any particular reason for it. Um, most, every, most of the rest of the numbers dropped a little bit, but it was a pretty substantial drop for special exceptions, and we, we don't quite know why. Uh, but actually, it kind of came back to the normal number. Um, you all re recommended 94% of what you saw uh, for approval, um, and that's pretty much in line with what you typically do. Um, and to date, City Council has concurred with 96% of the applications that, um, that they have received, that they have reviewed, and there's a few, there's a few outstanding. ARB, again, 64 items in 2017. Uh, that was also a, a, a substantially lower number than they've done recently. Again, don't know exactly what the reasoning behind that is. Um, and they're pretty much in line, again, with their typical um, approval rating. And in 2017, it uh, was a fairly busy year for other projects beyond just your normal monthly um, churn, or back lack of a better term. The... Um, Zoning ordinance was largely completed in 2017. You all voted to approve, uh, even though it becomes live um, next week. Uh, that was a um, pretty busy topic, as well as uh, you all adopted a recommended adoption of a, of a new pattern book for the Coastal Character District. You did the second biannual review of Planner for 2030, um, Huntersville design guidelines, complete streets policies. Uh, and there's a whole list of additional things I'm sure that we could go through as well. But it was a pretty busy year, and uh, that's uh, that's where we are today. And we're still tracking our numbers and looking to see how things change with the new ordinance. And we love going through the sign of data. So, yeah, that would questions? be interesting to see just uh, what impacts this new ordinance will have on what our history has been in the recent past. Jeremy, I note that you mentioned in there. Uh, we had 23 meetings, which is essentially two formal meetings each month. Uh, but we also have a field trip. While it's not a formal meeting, uh, do we, I, I don't want folks to stay, well, uh, we put on a lot more time than the 24 meetings yes, sir. is what I'm trying to get to. And if for whatever reason, when we did it back in 2011 the first time, we didn't include that. And so we haven't chosen to add it in there so we could have that consistent data, okay. um, keeping study methodology. But yeah, I believe the report text does mention the field trip. Okay. So it's not that it's not that it's not mentioned. Any questions on Mr. Sharp, commissioners? Yeah, motion to approve or adopt. Okay. The, <laughs> so moved. The uh, motion before you is to adopt the annual report. All in favor, say aye. 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 Those opposed. Thank you. Thank you, Lenny. Uh, item two. <laughs> Item two is that petition to rezone Newton Park, which if we told you to go find Newton Park, you couldn't find it. And um, you could because you sold property out there. I did. The city. <laughs> it is at the extreme end of the city um, on a small little extension of 
of a street uh, surrounded by water and the parcels that George was referring to that would be ours are mostly wetlands. Mm -hmm. We were acquiring everything in the day so that Ford, as they expanded and grew, would ultimately own this. They're leaving the area, left this, these people sitting in a, a bit of a, a conundrum and a fire occurred in one of the houses and as we were struggling with the extent of damage, we realized that it was a non-conforming use, mm -hmm. much less. And so in order to bring it all back to residential, uh, the neighbors were recommended that they get a petition together. They have done so. And we are uh, asking that, uh, that that petition lead to you all initiating a, a uh, change of zoning in that area. Uh, Lydia, all the neighbors signed this petition? All of them that we could find, yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> on the field trip, we're not going down there, okay? <laughs> Just so you know. I thought you were going to have a hard hats for this field trip. <laughs> <laughs> but that's true, but we would also need an armored vest, I think. Um, it, it's just a bit of out in nowhere, and if you look at it on an aerial photograph, you'll understand my... Um, Reluctance to drive down there in a vehicle that has City of Norfolk on it. <laughs> you got 270 degree water views, though. So you do, you do, you do. Put any house uh, in there. It, but if you drive down there now, you get 360 degrees of junk cars Don't and old boats. <laughs> Other than that, so the the motion before you is just to initiate the rezoning. Um, all in favor, say aye. 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 Opposed. Thank you. Uh, that concludes our agenda. Mr. Molina, you have anything for us, sir? No, Mr. Chair, thank you. And Mr. Homewood. Um, you know, following Lenny is, is never an easy task. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to, um, to mention something, um, and, and perhaps it's, it's not necessary to, to remind you all, but um, Jeremy's numbers in the annual report show um, that the Planning Commission recommends approval of approximately 94% of the applications that, that come before you. Um, what isn't said is the number of applications that never get to you um, because um, the, the processes and procedures that are used by the staff um, that, that um, essentially create thresholds that um, a lot of applications don't ever get across and by the time they, uh, and those that do, by the time they get to you they, they have been um, worked very carefully and, and very hard by staff to, to get them into something that, that y'all can approve. So I want to make sure that, that it's, you're not left with the, the, the thought that you just rubber stamp everything that walks in the door because you don't, um, and mostly because not everything that walks in the door ever makes it to this, this room and this dais. Mm -hmm. Thank you, George. Commissioners, any comment or question? I'd just like to comment to George Jordan's point. Um, Jeremy made mention that um, uh, he wasn't sure why we had a lower number of special exceptions, but um, I think it, at some point it, uh, it was our intent to kind of streamline the process and, and uh, make several decisions um, by right as opposed and, and limit some of our special exceptions. So it sounds like it worked, and I think that's a win. What I would suggest, and I'm, did I interrupt you? No. <laughs> I think. A, a, You're going to force me to follow you again. <laughs> <laughs> an economic reality, um, if you notice that the drop in the number were in things like restaurants Plus and ABCs, what I'm observing from someone who loves to eat out 
that some of these these people are beginning to be challenged because we have opened a ton of new restaurants in the last five or six years. And my experience with the city over the last 200 years is that as you do this, it's a, it's a roller coaster ride. Mm -hmm. yeah. We open them and then we start to lose a few and then we come back. The good ones stay, the ones that are that are sort of somebody's extra dream, you know, I really want to own my own bar and I don't have anything better to do with my money except throw it away. Those are going to disappear. And we're seeing some challenged operators right now. We're seeing some places start to change. I think that's why we're not seeing new ones. Yeah. Um, I think there's going to be a little bit of a sorting out for a while. Yeah. Um, you know, even in downtown, the change of ownership that occurred recently when uh, the gentleman that owns so many of them passed away, um, those people are going to have to start reshaping what they have and trying to understand what, what their future is. Collie Avenue is showing some of that, uh, though it's it's become a solid, established eating uh, gallery. Uh, it is changing some operators in there. So you know, Thanks some of that. this is is just economics. Thanks for that, Lenny. Uh, no further comment. We stand adjourned. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat>